Hello and welcome to the Women of Marvel podcast. It's the very first episode and this is where the Women of Marvel will assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. Ladies. I think the first thing we should do is introduce ourselves and then give you guys a little bit more information about what this podcast is going to be about. Great. Yes, this is a great idea. Um, I'm Sana Amanath. Uh, I am an editor at Marvel. Uh, I make um, Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel, Hawkeye, Rocket Raccoon. She New never warriors. knows what she does. She never knows what she does, ever. This I don't. Some time. of the big books Marvel produces right now. Yeah. I'm a big deal, guys. Yeah. You guys. I just don't remember half the books I work on. Because we edit a lot of books here, okay? Editors' jobs are tough. Wah, wah. Judy, Judy, go. <laughs> Hi, guys. This is Judy Stevens. Um, I am uh, a multiple hats type of person here, but I manage the AR app, and I take photos, plus managing all the cosplay stuff. So it's highly likely you've seen me running around at cons. Uh, I've, I've got the multicolored hair. Um, I'm a little crazy, and I sometimes dress up as Captain Marvel. And she's great at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi guys, I am Janine Schaefer. I am an editor in the X office. Um, I edit stuff like X-Men, Wolverine titles, Wolverine and the X-Men, uh, and I'm currently, oh, and Cyclops, and I'm currently also doing She-Hulk, She-Hulk. with uh, Charles Soule and Javier Polito. It's one of my favorites right now. I'm Adri Cowan. I am the social media manager here. Um, I also have a cold, so please don't mind my nasal voice. So, it's the first episode. Why don't we talk about a little uh, how this podcast came to be? There's certainly a lot of history here. Uh, Sana, why don't you talk about it? There's uh, there's some history there because we have uh, a really, now I consider a very famous panel called the Women of Marvel panel that we've been doing at a few of our conventions, namely at New York Comic Con and San Diego Comic Con, which... Uh, uh, Janine Schaefer uh, usually moderates, and, and and a wonderful job oh, she does. Thanks so much. She's like adorable <laughs> and awkward at the same time. You just oh, wanna, that's just right. Eat her I up. Love to live. That's wonderful. <laughs> that's her mo, right? Adorable and awkward. I mean, that's what I try to do. Uh, sometimes it comes comes across as like slightly hungover and ineffectual <laughs> technology. So, well, our panel always ends up being on Sunday mornings. Uh, yeah, and and I've been going to Comic Con for uh, this will be my sixth year this year, and. I've done the panel, I think, five years in a row, and it's sort of evolved and changed, and I think that the format that it is now, it's really kind of a conversation between us, all the different women who work at Marvel and all the different departments and all the creators, and you guys. So, you know, this this podcast is going to be us chatting, but you can definitely chat at us, um, make sure... Sana. We did hire a harpist. <laughs> <laughs> Just so everyone who's, who's not in the room, that was a ringtone. <laughs> we'll make sure next time that we put our phones on vibrate. <laughs> we'll rap next time. Um, but definitely, if you guys ever have any questions or comments or anything like that, make sure you tweet at Marvel, hashtag Women of Marvel. And I think, you know, uh, just springboarding off of what Judy's saying, this podcast really is something that came about because our last Women of Marvel panel at New York Con last year was so huge. Um, you guys, it was standing room only. People weren't able to get into the room. Um, 
I've never seen so many people. I mean, like, the room was packed. And we were in a bigger room than we were in last year. And, you know, we've just got so much amazing feedback mm-hmm. um, that, you know, a bunch of us got together and we're like, well, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, this, the conversation is so much bigger. We want to make sure that more of you can be involved than just the people who can get to the conventions every year. We love seeing everyone's faces. We love hearing from everybody. So really, it was you guys who gave us the idea and made this something that was even possible. So we're super psyched about it. And it was amazing to see how the last, I guess in the last five years, how much it's grown, right? Because we used to attend, like the first Women of Marvel panel, at least I attended, it was like a smaller room, and it was like half half of the room maybe was filled. And every single year, the rooms were getting bigger, and the amount of people in the rooms were was, was increasing. I do feel like there was, a, it was two years ago maybe at San Diego, or three years ago, where there was kind of a turn. Yeah. Um, where suddenly, son, I remember so clearly, although I, I remember so clearly that I don't remember when it happened, but I remember <laughs> the moment of walking in the room with Sana. Mm-hmm. And seeing Judy at the front of the room and there being all of these people and Judy is looking back at us like, whoa, what? <laughs> and I turned to Senna and I was like, are we in the right room? <laughs> yes. Not that I don't think that this is the most important yeah. thing to talk about and not that I don't think that you guys are the most engaging fans, but I was, it was such a turn from the year before that we were like, oh my God, like this, this is it. Like this this is it. Everyone is finding the community. Everyone is coming out. And so... And this is what, important. Yeah. And why, why do you think that happened? I mean, I don't know. I, I think that it's uh, kind of a combination of people starting to realize that women were here, maybe. Well, I think it's... Women a- starting to realize that other women were here and, and finding the community and feeling comfortable about coming out and saying, oh my gosh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attend this thing because I'm going to be able to meet more people. I think also there's this collective, and we talk about this a lot at the Women of Marvel panels, is that there's sort of this, um, it's actually collective fear, even though everyone's kind of feeling it on their own in their own little corner, but piercing the comics market um, as a woman is, is can be very daunting and very difficult. And so when you walk into a comic shop or you're looking on our app and you don't know where to start and you have this interest... I think once you hear of, there are all these other women, not only are they interested in comics, they're actually making comics, that, I think, it, it, it validated your interests. And I think that's where that response came from. Every single year, people are like, oh my god, there are, this This isn't just for, wait, this isn't just for dudes? I'm accepted and I can do this? And I think that's why every single year, the panel's exploding, people are talking about, you know, all the interviews we've done in the last couple of weeks, people have been talking about women and comics and why there's been such an uptick in the amount of women that have been reading comics and I think that actually they've been there they're just more visible yeah. now because they're being embraced by one another and by sort of the the comics industry as a whole which is just I mean it's just amazing to see that evolve exactly and I, I was asked um, in, an, in an interview the other day you know what what do you think is attributed to this comics market changing? And I said, I don't know if it's actually changing. I think we're just giving more to all the different demographics that are part of our audience, um, and we're providing more material for for women and for for other people who just want to come in and just 
get involved in the comics industry. And, and I think the internet has really given a voice to um, to just everyone in the in the comic community and the nerd community. As a cosplayer, um, you know, I definitely met people at cons, but this is sort of the same thing idea. Like as it's expanding now, so many more people know about costuming and cosplay because we're, we come together on a community. There's like there's the Carol Corps and there's all these different little like comic group people where they get together and they like meet up at like their local comic bookstore um, all over the world. And and now through the internet, you know, we can all talk to each other. Um, and 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 through the internet, we can talk to you right now. So Ooh, internet. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'd love to talk for each of us talk a little bit about how we got started in the industry, um, how we got involved in comic books. Have we always been fans? Um, Judy, did you want to, to start speaking to that? Sure. Um, so I've I've been working here the longest I think of out of all of us. Um, I just celebrated my eighth year here at Marvel, so Ooh. that means I've been here almost a decade. Wow. Uh, I originally started at Marvel. I was um, going to school for photography, um, and I uh, wasn't sure that I wanted to do photo for a living, so I got really into web design, and Marvel just happened to have an internship program. Uh, we still do. Uh, and I applied to be an intern, and I started working. At the time, I didn't read comics. I read I read manga. I was a huge anime fan. Anime, manga, that was my stuff. Um, and it was through my boss at the time, Peter Olson, who was like, he was like, you should start reading comics. And, and this was the dawn of digital comics at the time. We used to put, like, one free comic online a, a month or something like this. But we had maybe, like, two or 3,000 comics online at the time. So um, he hands me the Ultimates. And it, it's like, I, I never looked back. Um, and it's, uh, I've, I've exploded. I know so much more about comics and characters and stuff like that. But it was really through anime and manga and sort of the costuming community that I got started. And now, obviously, you know, um, I read every week. Um, I'm interested in different, not just, you know, uh, uh, anime and manga anymore. I'm really interested in just comics and artists and learning about all this stuff. So, uh crazy eight years down the road and uh still here still chugging (laughs) (laughs) uh so i uh, this is janine by the way um (laughs) adrian had to remind me um so i actually started working at dc in 2000 uh don't age yourself four (laughs) Um, I applied for an assistant editor spot online, actually, and, you know, I went through their whole interview process, and um, so I started working there, and I was working um, on the Superman books, then I worked on the Batman books, and then I ended up coming over to Marvel in 2008, Um, so I've been here since since then, and never looked back, love it. Um, I loved comics. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with the X-Men. I was obsessed with uh, Rogue and Gambit. I was obsessed with the cartoon. I was obsessed with Jubilee, like everything, posters in my room, like the whole business. Um, so, I mean, the kind of the dream was to work on X-Men. And then I, here I am, which is you pretty awesome. You achieved your dream. I know. Well, and I'm done. So. You drop your mic and walk yeah. out. Yep. Yeah. See you later, guys. <laughs> really nice to know you. Just nap now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, I 
I did. I really loved the X-Men, and, and that was kind of what got me in. And then I kind of expanded, started reading Vertigo stuff, then, then found manga, and then, you know, just seeing all of the different ways in which you could create comics was so exciting. Mm-hmm. And, and quite honestly, when I was a kid, I mean, I didn't really understand how comics were made. I just thought, oh, magic happened, <laughs> and then comics appeared in Toys R Us and then I went and bought them. That is what happened. That is. Janine. <laughs> don't tell anyone yes. the truth. That's you guys actually happens. don't work. You just, yeah. they actually, <laughs> their <laughs> offices are beaches. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with no windows. Beaches with no windows. But I remember seeing women's names in the comics for the first time and it was, you know, seeing Louise Simonson's name yeah. in a comic and I was like, oh my God. Like, women work on these? And I don't know why I didn't assume, like, why, and this is something to get into probably in, in later podcasts, but, like, why are why do girls assume that it, it the, the default is is boys? I don't know. Like, that's, that's something that's always interested me a little bit, especially coming into a quote-unquote male-driven industry. Yeah. Um, Did you, and this is totally going off, kind of topic about where we're introducing ourselves but we're up here um did you find that wait i had a little brother growing up and i'm not sure if you had i am an only child okay so i felt like because i had a little brother that was one of the only reasons that i was introduced to any of the comic book or the cartoon stuff and that if i had been an only child my parents wouldn't have even thought about handing me any of that stuff but did you find that people were kind of just like sliding you Archie instead? Oh yeah, I mean, and nothing wrong with Archie. No, but I, I loved Archie. I read Archie. No, when Archie's I was a great, kid. but yeah. I wanted to see some like butt kicking stuff. Yeah, and then I felt like my my dad would hand my brother Batman, and he would hand me Archie because he had no idea what yeah. to give me. Yeah, and that had like a picture of a boy and a girl and a heart on on the cover. <laughs> right. Well, I think a lot of that is is sort of the perception that has endured a little bit, which is that superhero comics are for boys, um, even though that's really not the case and hasn't been for, I mean, maybe really ever, but it, it sort of was the stereotype that kind of got out there and you really had to be in the inner circle to understand, no, 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 like women make these two, women read these two, they make comics for women they make comics for men like it doesn't and it doesn't matter really what gender you are but sort of if you're not in that inner circle the perception was well superhero comics are for boys and archie's for girls and um yeah and i and i also i also think it, this is also something that i i struggle with quite a bit because i feel like there's this concept that there's certain stories that are for boys yeah and there's certain stories that are for girls which is and, crazy which is crazy and then not to say yeah fine girls fine maybe majority of the girls like i mean romantic comedies the viewership is usually women fine i get i understand that to an extent but i don't believe that just because um it's uh the x-men for example or it's spider-man for example that those stories are catered just to men because i think you know, and I, I say this a lot, I talk about this a lot when, you know, interviews and stuff that we've done in the past is, like, the concept of superhero stories, what makes them so great, I think, it is is about the ability to sort of um, aspire and be greater than who you think you are. Because yeah. that's who you are, yeah. ultimately. And finding that idealized version of yourself 
Um, and that's what we champion at Marvel, and that's what superhero stories are about, and that is universal. That is not gender-specific. And that is what something that is something that I think people, especially in the mainstream um, media, mainstream press, they have this idea that, uh, oh, well, yeah, it's superhero comics, it's, it's dudes batting, uh, beating up bad guys and, and winning and saving the day. And I don't understand why we don't think that women would not like that either, right? Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's it's, a, it's, a, it's a really powerful message that superhero stories tell. And I, and I think that women uh, are very, very smart enough to be able to understand that mm-hmm. message because it's, it's actually quite simple. Well, I mean, the first time I ever walked into a comic shop was because one of my male friends was like, oh, well, if you like, you know, this cartoon and you're super obsessed with Ninja Turtles and all yeah. this stuff, you should come in, come into the shop. Like, let me take you to the comic shop. And his name was Michael Heck, and he was awesome, and he loved Spider-Man, and he brought me into the comic shop, and he was like, you know, here, look, Spider-Man's the best. You should definitely, you should read yeah. this. And it was during all the Ben Riley business, um, which I, at the time, didn't understand the significance of at mm-hmm. all. Um, but I was kind of like, eh. I what I I want this like I want X Men I don't I don't I don't care about Spider Man like I want X Men and a lot of that was because I saw Storm looking like a badass on the cover yeah. and Rogue and and Gambit on the cover and Rogue and Magneto on the cover and see sense of pattern a little bit um, and you know a, a group of kids that all looked Generation X was coming out it was a group of kids that all looked totally different from each other and from me and from you know, so and I, I really liked that, and I think it was because I could see myself in there. It wasn't just yeah. Generationally, I think the X Men were kind of a gateway drug. Yeah. For at least for me, I mean, even just the cartoon, it was yeah. It was what kind of sucked us in. Well, and I think that if you talk to anyone who's watched, you know, X Men Evolution or the X Men, the many different X Men series of the '90s, we remember the females. Yeah. Like, we remember. Like Rogue being like her amazing accent and like yes. just everything, her hair. Um, Storm's hair. Just th- those are the pieces that like we distinctly remember. Um, and and even and this is like boys. Like I've talked to guys who are like, oh man, I really love Rogue in that series. Oh yeah, I want to hear about. Did you grow up with yeah. Sana? Did you grow up with any? Uh, yeah, comics or cartoons. Yeah. So basically, I have three older brothers. So that's why when you when you when you mentioned uh, having siblings and how that affects like the pop culture that you take in. Um, my brothers definitely influenced the type of content I was into in the sense that I would never have watched Star Wars or been aware of anything like sci-fi related if it wasn't for them. However, and my brother was an avid comic book collector, one of my brothers. That being said, like I, I read Archie comics, but I also read Calvin and Hobbes, right? Which is much more grittier and meaner. And I didn't <laughs> understand how mean until I like read it years later, and I was like, wow, these people are mean. Um, and I, I also watched the Batman series and the X-Men cartoon. I mean, the X-Men cartoon, obviously, like you had mentioned, is was definitely a gateway to drug. Anyone that I've talked to actually now who has never read comics before and who started picking up comics recently has been like, oh, but I used to read the... I used to watch the X-Men cartoons growing up. So I think that's really interesting because um, that is that that was the first taste of what comics and superhero world is was for me for for definitely, but I didn't realize how many other people it actually affected. Um, so yeah, so that's sort of my interest and passion was there, but no one ever thinks they're going to work in comics. Um, it's just a really cool idea that you have in the back of your head. And um, I started working in publishing, freelancing a bit, and then I got a job at a small indie publishing company, comic book publishing company. 
where I met a lot of Marvel creators and people working in the industry. Um, my old boss was a Marvel editor, and she's the one who actually connected me um, to to Marvel, and uh, I got a job here five years ago now. Yay! Um, yes, you're welcome, Janine. <laughs> I changed Janine's life when I walked in those doors. She did, it's true. It's true, I was so happy. Yeah, my too. friend is here. Yes, exactly. I never knew her before, but she was immediately my friend. That's what I felt when I first met her, let me tell you. I definitely felt a connection. Um, but yeah, and and, and, ever, and I, I feel lucky enough to have worked on really amazing titles. Like, my first few books here were um, The Ultimates. So, oh, we're, we're, was the, the Ultimate Universe, which I think is a great line for, for newbie comics lovers to get into. Um, the one thing I will, I will say is that for all of you guys who are listening for the first time and who have never picked up comics uh, before, um, we, are, we are welcoming you with, with open arms and reminding you that you are not alone. And if you want to read comics, read comics. Don't be afraid of it. Just walk into a comic shop. We can give you a list of rec- recommendations. Please tweet at us. We will be happy to help you out. Um, this is a, this is a safe space, you guys. <laughs> and, and in fact, we will have a Tumblr and an Instagram account um, that will be supporting this podcast. So we'll have a lot of extra cool information. And anyone who does want to start reading comics and is a little overwhelmed, I know the Marvel Universe is huge and... Um, on Twitter and Facebook, I get asked that question a lot. Where where do I start? Oh, my God. So we're going to put together something that's easily accessible and take any questions. Um, the Tumblr is going to be thewomenofmarvelcomics.tumblr.com. Our Instagram is thewomenofmarvel. Um, we'll repeat this at the end of the podcast again, but um, this is a place where you can go. We'll have a lot of supplemental information. Um, and also, whenever we do interviews with creators, we'll have links to their website, some some examples of art or writing. So it's going to be a great hub. Probably just some pictures of cats. Yeah, too. mostly. Most Probably our cats dressed up in Marvel costumes. Yep, just probably going to happen. So if you're yep. interested in cats... <laughs> Um, please visit thewomenofmarvelcomics.tumblr.com. Janine always just ruining everything. Oh, Janine. And Judy, too. Well, well for the cat side, for the cat side of the table. Me. I don't oh. trust cats. I That's want to know, crazy. I don't trust that. I think no. that if they're asleep, they, somehow they will find a way to claw my eyes You know what? They're going to take over the world eventually, but, but they're furry, yeah. so yeah. it's okay. Yeah. This brings us to our next session. <laughs> cat talk! <laughs> Tweet about cats! Wait, speaking of cats, Adrian, you did not intro yeah, how did you start working here at Marvel? Speaking of cats, oh my goodness. Well, I actually am a, a new kid here, um, but I started... Uh, I got into the comic book industry about five years ago um, with a general interest... Um, but really started working with marketing and PR with some creators. I was taken under um, my friend Jeff's wing, who um, was working with a lot of huge comic book creators, um, and I started working on social media campaigns with him, and then I just was hooked from there. I I kept reading. I was really into indie comics, um, and started reading Marvel and DC and... Um, it was just a grand old time. I felt like my whole world was opened up, and I felt like I finally found the place where I wanted to be. So 
I started working in book publishing. So I've been doing PR and social media and marketing for years. Um, I then started blogging for places like Comics Alliance um, and started blogging all about comic books and geekery. And um, yeah, I, I knew um, Ryan Panagos from my um, my network. And if anyone doesn't know who he is, he is the elusive Agent M. Um, so yeah, I mean, the rest is history. Now I'm doing social media for Marvel, and it's my dream job. Um, so. Yay, everyone here has their dream job. You want to drop your mic and walk yep. out? Too? I'm going to <laughs> drop the mic now. Thank you. See you later. Um, so that's that's really how I got started in here. So that's us. That's the ladies. Uh, we will be here uh, every month to talk to you guys about different topics, um, from ranging from how do you get started in comics to um, talking to different creators and all their, their different processes. We'll try and get some celebrities in here to talk to us about their love of comics uh, and all that stuff. If you guys have questions or ideas or comments or just want to tweet at us, make sure you tweet at Marvel at hashtag Woman of Marvel. And if you want to send us an email, it's going to be womanof at marvel.com. And don't forget, we're all on Twitter too. Um, Judy, what's your Twitter handle? Oh, you're going to love mine. It's OMG underscore DJ underscore Judy. <laughs> I get so excited every time I tweet at Judy. It's so stupid. But I'm just like, OMG. How can you not be? It's like, OMG DJ Judy. And that's in, like, in all caps. I don't know. I just, I, there's something very, it's like perfect. I love it. It's I like you're it. yelling something important yes. at Judy I'm every always time. yelling something important, everyone. Uh, I am... J9 Schaefer, S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R. And this is Adri, and my Twitter handle is Adri Cowan, A-D-R-I-C-O-W-A-N. I'm very original. <laughs> uh, and I have the most professional Twitter handle. It's uh, MiniB622. <laughs> Uh, there's actually a story behind it, so uh, if you ever want to tweet at me, perhaps I will tell you. We'll also have our Twitter handles listed on our Tumblr site, which is, again, thewomenofmarvelcomics.tumblr.com. Um, we're also going to be doing this really cool thing called the Women of Marvel Book Club, and that's where we're going to recommend a book to start, and we'll be talking about it on the next episode and we'll be taking your questions and your comments from social media and um, having a discussion about it. Our first book is going to be Ms. Marvel, where I'm sure you've heard of it, that little book called Ms. Marvel. Um, and we'll also be able to gather up some digital codes to give away to some select people. Um, so let's first talk to Sana about Ms. Marvel, and then at the end we'll tell you how to get your um, digital code for Ms. Marvel number one. So Ms. Marvel is an all-new series. Um, if you guys have been uh, fans of Marvel for a while, you'll realize that Ms. Marvel has existed for decades now. Um, she was Carol Danvers, and we promoted her to Captain Marvel. Uh, so there's a new Ms. Marvel in town, and her name is Kamala Khan, and she's from Jersey City, and she's 16 years old, and she is adorable and awkward, kind of like Janine Schaefer. Oh, oh. But not 16. But, yes. right. 16. but not Oh, you look like a 16-year-old. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So I know I like having her around. I'll, listen, I'll take it. <laughs> um, so Kamala Khan is uh, uh, a young girl who is a fan of superheroes and definitely a fan of Carol Danvers, and she gets uh, superpowers. 
Um, and this is sort of the story of what happens when she gets superpowers, even though she is uh, a slightly confused, uh, doesn't feel like she fits in or belongs, doesn't feel like she agrees with her parents. Um, uh, she's trying to figure out all these things, and then superpower, she gets these superpowers and has to figure out what to do with them. So it's a, it's definitely, in my opinion, um, a tale that I think a lot of people will connect with. Um, and also, we've gotten such great press and reviews from it. Uh, it was announced in the New York Times a few months ago, and ever since then, uh, it's sort of spread like wildfire. It's been pretty amazing. Um, uh, Colbert talked about it, so for me that so was just nothing. That was Colbert. Yeah. Oh, I've heard of him. Colbert Maybe. mocked it, so <laughs> that made me very happy, and I feel like I could drop the mic. <laughs> Bam, you're done. Moment. You're Stephen done. Stephen Colbert, if you're done. listening now and you'd like to come on the show, please let us know. <laughs> More than what? Oh my goodness, uh, Ms. Marvel. That's going to be the first book for our book club. The uh, we have 25 digital codes to give away for Ms. Marvel number one to get you started. Um, so just email us at womenof at marvel.com and um, if we have an extra code available for you we will send that um, and again you can visit the women of marvel comics.tumblr.com for any of the information about the book club and we have a, an official hashtag for the book club it's w-o-m reads you know because girls can read women can read <laughs> women can read um So, yeah, make sure that you send us an email if you guys want those free codes. Um, we only have 25 of them. And another thing we're going to be doing is we're going to talk about female characters in our archive. So we have over 9,000 characters um, that we have used that are frequent or, have, you know, have popped up over the years. And so we want to go through those female characters. And we want you guys to tell us who you want to hear about. And they can be... Um, normal characters that we see all the time. We can definitely like talk about Miss Marvel. We can talk about Mystique, stuff like that. But if you guys have seen like a new character, maybe in some in like the new Spider-Man series or stuff like that, send us an email and we'll talk about it or tweet at us. Um, and we'll basically do like a quick two to three minute hash of who they are, um, where they've gone, what they've done, their powers, stuff like that. And so that. You know, we can definitely get more of those female characters out there. And then possibly, if you wanted to cosplay it, I would be really excited. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Judy and cosplay? I don't know. <laughs> In case you don't know, Judy is the cosplayer of The Office. She is, like, uh, the player. I'm clearly the only person who puts a costume on, and everyone judges me when I walk out of a room. No, no. No way. Um, I don't wear costumes to work, uh, but I am a costume myself. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah we like, like that. Your, we like that character. <laughs> right. Okay, definitely. So uh, I think that's our first episode. Yay! So that's a wrap, you guys. Um, again, let's go over all that social media stuff because, <laughs> again, that's what I do for a job. Um, did you guys catch the Tumblr address? <laughs> it's thewomenofmarvelcomics.tumblr.com. We're also on Instagram at thewomenofmarvel. We're all on Twitter. Again, you can find that on our Tumblr page. We'll have links to all the good social media, internet-y stuff, um, and information about the book club, um, which, again, our hashtag for just any questions in general for us or any comments is hashtag womenofmarvel. Um, that's women as a plural, so it's W-O-M-E-N of Marvel. And then for our book club, it's hashtag W-O-M reads. 
for reading. We're real thorough, you guys. Very like we thorough. we got yeah. it down. We're pretty good at the organization. Yeah. I think yeah. we're pretty good at everything in general. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Drop the mic. Th- thanks for tuning in, you guys, and make sure you come back. Uh, you know, in the coming months, we're gonna have. Like we talked about earlier, really cool guests. As as convention season starts to ramp up, we're going to be talking a lot about uh, convention topics, um, you know, cool books that are coming out, movies that are coming out, basically anything that touches the Marvel sphere, we're going to be talking about it. Um, and, you know, like we said earlier, if you have any ideas, any topics, any suggestions, anything you guys really want to talk about, just like the Women of Marvel panel, this is a discussion, so we really want to hear from you guys, and um, we'll see. We'll see about getting that stuff in as we go along. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, guys. Until Thanks. next time. Hey, guys. Make sure you don't miss our special Marvel Eisner Awards Spotlight series. We'll be talking to different creators who have been nominated this year as we lead up to San Diego Comic Con. Kicking it off on Monday, June twenty third, we'll be talking to Kelly Sue DeConnick. See you guys then. This is Marvel, your universe.